Welcome to Agency Thinking, the podcast guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organization. Agency Thinking is brought to you by business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help boost your business, email mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333. Agency Thinking is produced by Word and Mouth. On with the show. Um, so, <laughs> Episode five. Episode welcome five. back for the Hello. fifth time. Yeah, this no, is Welcome cool. back for the fourth time. Fourth time uh, because we did two back-to-back previously and we are now going to run two back-to-back today. We're in the very nice B-Works. Uh, as usual. We are as usual. Our in spiritual a, in home. A nice little studio. Although I have to interrupt you. When I said oh. back for the fourth time, I meant back for the fourth time because on the first episode, we didn't welcome you back. So uh, Dave, what we're going to cover off today are two separate sessions. First one is looking at an approach for your new business efforts. So rather than doing the whole scattergun, shotgun, whatever you want to call it approach where you just think, holy crap, I've got to get some work in. This is a way of getting you to focus, laser focus your, your, your laser intelligence and get you to think about new business. Second one we're going to do is uh, talk about is pricing and pricing structures. So let's just start with... Well, before we do start, I had a little oh. bit of a stumble on the oh, last episode, no. didn't I? As you know very well, where What's I had happening? a little bit of a crisis of confidence. Oh, you did, yeah, in the session, live crisis. Really figure out, oh, it's it nice, real, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really... Maybe there's nothing we can win an about award this. for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, negative Man into breaks a down positive. on podcast <laughs> and keeps it in there, yeah. It's a niche category, but I think it might appear yeah, one of these days. People are desperate. But just before we do go on, and I'm not going to talk about the stumble. The stumble basically was, in fact, I will talk about it because it seems yeah, relevant context, somehow. Talk about it. Um, that, um, I'm in a very early stage of mooting what my new business will be, my new agency will be, and yes. it's very relevant. So thanks for listening along and thanks for your patience in getting to episode five. I'll treasure your future as well as I do mine. But we, we were talking about um, what my agency should be and because I've spent my entire career in content, mm-hmm. and I was very keen to launch uh, an agency that was based around content strategy because it felt to me that that was the right thing to do. A lot about kind of focusing on how people can bring the content together so it's in the right place, in the right format, yeah. the right time yeah. for the right audience. But, you know, I was kind of falling foul of this whole wood for the tree syndrome where I was looking at it through my lens, not looking at it through the lens of a prospective client. And, you know, okay, yeah. while, while, I've, while I've got experience in this world, my real experience lies in writing, so not even just broadly content because I'm not a videographer or shot videos in my past. We talked about it in the first session, I think, didn't we? A session, therapy session. It the feels first, a bit like even, this. Yeah, it's, that, first, it's that why you've got me lying down today. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one. All so we did, which is good. That's good to, to hear that you, you, well, not good to hear that you had that crisis. Anyway, yeah. you carry uh, on. But you, kind you, of jumping you, around a little you bit. You niched but, into an area, didn't you? As yeah, they say. yeah, exactly. So so I'm, I'm very much back on the writing horse. Okay, so my cool. writing consultancy stroke agency is what we're going to be talking about for the last two episodes of your show, Mark. And that's what we're going to base it on. It is, yeah. But I feel like I'm an interloper. Yes. In many ways. Ding, You're ding, the next. Is that what you're I'm, I'm the cloud jester, if you will, and uh, what my usual role in life. So that's that. But yep. you talked about what's coming up on the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. But can we perhaps just spool back for a moment? And yeah. just talk a little bit about what's come before so people can remember how we got where we are. 
Absolutely. So we, um, the whole premise for this this podcast was to to um, help Dave at the really early stages, kind of figure out what his business is going to be about, how he's going to attract clients, how he's going to get some traction, which is a deliberate use of the word. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Why I'm using that, but um, what we did because we we couldn't cover off everything that I have in the agency growth framework or agency plus, as I call it, because I thought plus sounded good. It's more than just it's better running than just the day to day agency it helps all kinds of different folk including uh, clients who want to do some stuff in-house and and indeed freelancers launching so the whole idea of the the framework is that there's a whole set of different areas to look at um, everything from um, initial kind of goal setting all the way through to when you're up and running you're really really busy pitching looking at scorecards how to run a perfect pitch uh, looking at net promoter scores how to retain clients etc but for the sessions that we've been running for this podcast we have covered off the kind of the front end, if you like, the upstream stuff to get your agency off the ground, or in Dave's case, you know, before he's even launched it, he's, he's not launching till autumn. So the first thing we do is uh, session one, we looked at... Or even reboot, a, though, Mark, reboot as well. It. Well, yes. Well, yeah, but not... New, mm, yeah. So um, we looked at uh, Q&A, so we did a bit of a, uh, as you might expect, a discovery. I asked Dave quite a few questions, like what's he trying to get out of this, what, what broadly speaking services. Uh, where he wants to see this thing going in a roadmap over three mm. years, etc. Then we fine-tuned it a bit more in the second session, which was goal setting and planning. So uh, just talking through the whole thing of yeah. setting goals, using KPIs, uh, OKRs, which I think is one of Dave's favorite oh. things. He loves an OKR. Go on LinkedIn, find the Dave. The angels are singing. The sirens are calling an me OKR. to the rocks. I think I can quote you in saying it was a revelation when you discovered OKRs, and they are your favorite thing of 2019. We revolve, but we don't evolve. There we go. Um, um, So from goal setting, we then moved on to trying to understand who it was that Dave was wanting to work with. So we didn't run a persona, or buy a persona rather, workshop in the podcast, because that would have been crazy stuff. But we talked through the whole principle of building personas, really bringing them to life, and all the work, and a lot of work actually, that goes into putting those things together. From there, we segued smoothly into what Dave's value proposition is and was. And we could come back to that in this session. We might not because having now just revealed that he's going to look purely about writing, then that might just fine-tune what the proposition tricky is. Tricky second as opposed season. To, tricky second season. As opposed to a wider proposition around, I, I create awesome content so that clients can sell lots of great stuff, broadly speaking. Um, so that, that took us um, to the end of the fourth uh, session that we had, the, the recording, which is around value propositions. Uh, and then we've got number five, which is coming up in a second, which is around uh, the bullseye approach to new business uh, endeavors, efforts. And then we'll look at very briefly about um, thoughts around uh, pricing and, and pricing models or pricing approaches that work best for a particular agency. Uh, plenty you can to find have stuff done. as well. Plenty so. to do. Loads uh, to go. Just a, just a quick one on the personas. I, I read something very interesting on Twitter just over the past 24 hours where Uh-oh. a UX expert had been gathering her troops to conduct testing in the lab and she'd actually used that opportunity to refine their brand's personas by grouping those ah, people who nice. had come in to do their UX testing yeah. into different categories or into the categories they already used but and refining. they were just refining and evolving the persona that's, based on those yeah, people. So sometimes when you're doing UX research testing in the labs, sometimes you're so focused on the script that you don't think about the ancillary benefits. So that was just something that came to me, and I thought I think I can that's see that being a massive benefit. Yeah, 
And and I think we talked about it in the personas session itself that you you, um, you don't rest on your laurels. I, I I always say you should print out in a really old school fashion the persona card, the A4 sheet or whatever that you've built for each persona. But just because it's in print, it doesn't mean it doesn't change. So exactly to that point, mm. things are always going to morph slightly. The world moves on. Your customer base will move on. Your prospect base might change. The needs and wants of human beings are everything about us changes, doesn't it? So. That's a really nice example of somebody coming back to it and thinking, well, we've got these folks in the room. What can we do to refine? So that's cool. Good. I didn't know that. Yeah, 10 points. Awesome. Great stuff. To the thank. Um, Bullseye right Framework. I'm really excited so, about this. This is one of my favorite episodes and we've not even started recording well, it properly yet. We are going to go for it. Sorry about the delay. Now. So, Dave, I, uh, through the um, really unhelpful uh, medium of... Uh, a diagram, which is exactly the case, the fact that we're doing a podcast and not a video. You're enjoying reading series. this with us. So imagine my finger pointing towards a diagram. Uh, it is. I've got a, a bullseye in front of me, and the framework that I use is one that um, you should yourself uh, go and have a look at. It's from a great book called Traction. It's Gabriel Weinberg, or uh, Weinberg, Weinberg, and uh, Justin Mayers. And um, Ostensibly, I'd like to use that word. Um, the the book is is based around, um, if you like, Silicon Valley tech startups. So, the idea of traction is essentially through the lens of if you're a startup, a tech startup, you need to get some growth quickly because you might have a brilliant product, you might be the best inventor of an app or, or whatever tech service, web service, but if you don't start getting people adopting that thing and uh, signing up for it, whether that starts off as a free model or you know whatever it is, if you don't start getting big numbers and then people talking about it on social, people you know as I was saying kind of buying the license, uh, you're dead in the water because your investors just think, well, it might be a great idea, but here's another five that, but they, you've got five thousand users at the end of year one. These guys have got five hundred thousand. Let's start looking at those guys and let's put some money towards those. So traction is, uh, in their case, everything. The reason I use it for um, agencies either rebooting, so just thinking again, like how the hell do we do our new business, or for startups is I think the the model applies just the same, that you might have the most creative head. You might be starting off as a designer or uh, a copywriter, in in your case, a writer, um, or you might be an agency with three or four people who've just started. But unless you start getting some clients pretty early on, your cash flow is going to dry up. Um, unless you start getting your name out there, you're not going to get on people's consideration lists, pitch lists. So traction is still vitally important to the agency mm-hmm. world. So um, as with all good things, I um, just stole the model and, and, and start started using it for clients. And I've run a few workshops with it, and it seems to always be, um, pleasingly, a bit of a, uh, a revelation for some agency owners and their senior teams to think, why don't we do this? Why why we why have we been knee jerking and, and trying fifteen, twenty different ways of getting out there? You know, one day we're doing, in our case, a podcast, or the next minute we're shooting some film. Then we're looking to get onto some awards. Uh, we're looking to speak at a thing. Mm. We're writing our blog posts. We're on Twitter. No one's got time to update that. Suddenly, half our social media is out of date. We forgot what we were podcasting about in the first place, or we decided that actually talking is not the thing for us. So, rather than doing that whole kind of scattergun approach, the bullseye framework works really well for agencies to say, um, let's just um, calmly. Said me slowing down. Now. Calmly <laughs> like this. And, um, and with consideration, work our way around a wheel of fortune, which I've never called it that before, but that's essentially what it is, a potential fortune, a wheel of fortune. So pointing again at the diagram, what you have is Helpful. a series of circles. The outer circle has pretty much, uh, I can't remember the exact figure, I'd have to count them, 19 to 20 different new business channels or techniques 
Um, I will read them out, uh, a couple. I'm not going to read through all of that. That'd be a bit boring. That'd be terrible. Be tedious to do. But essentially, around the outside of the bullseye, or the dartboard, if you like, to keep it British, dartboard, I think everyone gets, around the outside of it, you've got uh, things like affiliate marketing, so getting other people to refer work to you, or referrers in our case, uh, offline advertising, obviously, you know, put an ad in, the drum or put an ad in Prolific North or put an ad in campaign or whatever. So offline advertising or run a billboard outside clients' offices, offline advertising, uh, through to things like um, using your owned platform. So paid, owned and earned media comes into it. So building a website with an awesome blog and blogging like crazy on the back of that and hoping that the SEO does the job. Um, hiring a sales team is one channel that you could look at, a new business team to, to not just generate inbound, but do actual outbound sales. That's a potential approach to take. Uh, speaking at events, so the agency owner being a name that people start associating with being the expert in that particular field, and then the idea being that you then attract work into the agency. That's probably um, enough for now. Question yeah, okay. on the <laughs> yeah. outer You're circle. You're ready to go already, aren't you? This is a, this is, uh, we should have called this, not herding cats, herding Dave. <laughs> Mark takes me back to a meeting that we wanted. Don't go into that again. I talked too and much. And there yes. are 19 or 20, and the guy threatens to read them all no, out, and we then go. says, we're only get. joking. Oh, let's do one more. Display ads. Gets to the 17th and reluctantly agrees to cease or desist. No more. So we've done that. So, so there are a stack of stack of options around the outside of this bullseye. My question to you, which I am sure you were about to answer, is how do you choose which one works best for you? Thanks for the question, Dave. Um, what you do is you don't dismiss any of them out of hand. So the whole idea is to probably spend uh, typically. Um, run a sort of an afternoon session two or three hours maybe with agencies and the first thing people do is almost jump up because I put this on a big board and I've got one particular agency in mind the owner will jump up and say I don't do speaking that's not going to work for me put a line through and it's like no hang on a minute let's just think about this so the idea is to go around each one of those options and have a considered discussion which is why it's good to have more than one person in the room in truth have a couple of folks who work with you because if you're the agency owner and you're not comfortable in public speaking, it could be that your client services director or creative director is. So what I'm saying is you don't dismiss anything out of hand. You work your way around the circle and you have a discussion around the pros and cons of, and a gut feel to an extent, of which of those approaches could work for you. And even better, if you actually run any of these things before, if you think, well, do you know what? We did do an event two years ago. It was a free event that we put on. We got 40 clients or potential clients in the room of which five converted of which three became you know full-time paying clients why on earth haven't we done that before so you running the workshop kind of teases that stuff out of people mm. and if they haven't tried a particular channel the idea is or the, the, the approach is to not just dismiss it out of hand so to answer the question you have a discussion a debate about each of those different channels and approaches so let me just get this straight then so you pull your research your experience your insights strengths strengths where you feel comfortable and all of these different vectors will ultimately help you decide and define which of those 20 the spread if you like You're to hedge your bets because yeah, it's never going to be about one method or one platform you're no, going to want you, a handful i would you imagine you end up with um six five no. or six that you think actually of those these are the five or six that are um most likely to be successful for us when you look at the kind of effort versus reward if it's if it's a huge amount of effort 
I mean, I'm straying. I'm not going to stray too far, but it, some of it kind of touches on design sprinty type of stuff that you can give people mm. little dots from a, you know, stick them on the wall to say, we've now decided that the ones with the most dots against them are the ones that we have agreed are things that we've got some experience of or we feel that we could be very good at. Isn't going to take us six years to do. So without going into all of them, one might be that you build a, an actual product to, if it's your agency and you're an SEO agency, you might build... Um, a, a website to attract people to you. So like HubSpot did with their website grader or marketing grader, um, you might do some engineering as it's called to build a product. But if that takes you six months and in your case, you think you're only going to get a couple of clients, mm. even though it feels like it's fun and it'd be great to do it, you'd have to bring in an external developer. You're going to have to brief them. You're going to have to spend a whole load of time, even get people to that, that particular tool. It's maybe one that doesn't get into your six. So always, as you are saying, all those different vectors, you want to end up with, with a, with a handful six half a dozen or so um likely contenders right now just a couple of quick clearing up points the bullseye framework will be available in some form or linked to from your website yeah i've got it on there i believe already in a remind post. me of the website address it's mark kelly one word two k's in the middle mark kelly consultancy.com that's interesting. And mm, the question on facilitation, because there'll still be a lot of agencies who don't feel comfortable in running a workshop like this. They might not feel that they get the most value from doing it themselves. Is this a service that you yourself would provide? Yes, it is, sir. Thank you for asking. Oh, uh, you're welcome. I'm not trying to sell anything I know, here. But I like the way you did that, and I'm going to take that with both hands. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it, and I think, as with all these workshops, when we've talked about uh, persona building, uh, where we've talked about value proposition I think there's, and I would say that, I guess, but I think there's great value in getting a third party into the room who knows how these kind of sessions run uh, because it's also just good to have that person as, a, as, a, as an arbitrator to have a bit of brainstorming time because I've got experience in this area so I can pitch ideas in as well. But you just act as a referee sometimes and also move people on if they're getting too stuck in one area, putting up barriers. I, I don't do public speaking. Well, you might not, but I've just heard over here that the, the client services director has done four paid gigs in the last year or so. So, hello, why don't we talk? So, the, yeah, running a session, having a third party and a coach, um, I genuinely think helps. Well, it's interesting. Anyway. We've been talking about the name for this podcast, and maybe we should call it Mark Your Calendar um, on account of your name and the fact that everybody should have you Calendar. annually as okay. part of their agency yep. at least once Put it in the a pot. year. Um, just to clarify on the effort versus reward that you mentioned earlier about trying to define the best methods that we've talked about on the outer ring of the bullseye framework, how do you articulate that in that workshop how do you understand where the most value is versus the amount of investment that it takes whether it's human resources whether it's capital investment is there some sort of formula that an agency can use to kind of help them along the way to finding the best methods that they might use um if, if there's a, an actual formula i don't use one to be really frank what i use is a just like a grid uh, a quadrant so you've got high effort low effort high reward Simple. low reward bit eisenhower matrix yeah and again coming back to um the kind of design sprint ap approach that's that you know that that's in there as well um so it's the whole thing of if we and, and that is based on people's um, experience and understanding so high effort would be something like you know briefing uh, a coder and a designer to build a, a tool mm. an online calculator for you and you need to go and use a test it blah 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 um and if that's not your area if you're a, a content agency or a writer or or uh, even a filmmaker you might not 
uh, even have the experience of briefing techie, inverted commas, people mm. to actually build a tool. So it's got a lot of high effort in there, but it could be that when you do the sums, the rewards are really high. If it attracts the right kind of people to you and you only need five of those clients a year, then it's high effort but fairly high reward, so it's worth considering. If you're going to get something which is very low effort but high reward, so doing three speaking gigs a year is lowish. Of course, you've got to write the, the content, you've got to book the room, et cetera, et cetera. But if that brings you high reward that you feel or you've got experience with the fact that that might bag you uh, 10 inquiries at the end of that session of which three turn into clients and that's half the number of clients you need in that quarter or however long if they're ongoing you might only work with six or seven clients across a whole year it depends what you're doing um, then that kind of low effort but really high reward is something that then becomes really interesting so yeah it's a quadrant to say where do we feel our all our efforts should be applied so you have those six that you've shortlisted. Mm. That's not to throw away the others. You keep the others kind of to one side because the whole idea here is the kind of, um, as you might expect, a test and learn. You take those six and you refine them further and basically um, as a team or as an individual, I'd work with somebody one-to-one and this is the whole thing. of uh, Everybody's only got certain numbers of hours in the day or the week, particularly agency owners, particularly startups. So we go from the six and refine it further and say, let's go for three that we feel... And I'm making this up, but off the top of my head, it might be something like LinkedIn feels like it's a brilliant place for me to generate some new business. I'm going to start writing both posts and longer form articles. I'm going to share stuff. I'm going to make some videos. So LinkedIn will go into my longer list of 20, down to my six and into my top three. Speaking feels like it's a good one. When I've talked to other folks, they say I'm a great speaker. You know, all that kind of stuff we brainstorm. So speaking would go in there and... Uh, writing for other people so external blogging so not writing on my own blog but when i write stuff for e-consultancy when i write stuff for smart insights it gets great response so why don't i put that into my three again these are all hypothetical but you end up with three and then the idea is then you run experiments within that and what i mean by experiments is so if we just put a, a label around linkedin um I've kind of alluded to it, but what do we mean by that? So within LinkedIn, we could be writing articles, we could be writing posts, we could be looking at an outreach strategy, so connecting with people with, with a considered uh, connection request message, we could create video, we could ask questions. There's a whole load of different techniques and, and uh, approaches to playing the long the game as well. Play the long game. But you do those as experiments to say, um, for the next four weeks, I'm going to try five different approaches. Or the next eight weeks, I'm going to try five different approaches on LinkedIn. And of all things LinkedIn, with a big circle around it, which are the two or three things that seem to get me really good results? And you're experimenting. The same with speaking. It might be that you can't get to a speaking gig for three months. But in the short term, you can do some online speaking, as in you can you can maybe just do your own, uh, whether it's podcasts or whatever, or you can do your own video to say, well, it's not getting me on the speaking circuit yet, but I'm still going to explore that area and start public speaking, albeit it's online. So 10,000 hours to mastery. 10,000 hours to mastery, I was doing yeah. a little bit of research on that the other day, actually. I was thinking that if you took a sabbatical for a year, that would generate, on a full-time basis, 2,000 hours that you could devote to mastery of a subject, which means that if a human had two and a half years, you could be halfway to mastery, Mark, just by allocating a standard Nothing full-time two day. And two and a half years, you'd be half a Malcolm Gladwell, which I guess would be a Gladwell. Or a Malcolm G. 
So if you have three years doing, uh, I don't know where we're going with this, with, with a degree. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could become an expert. Or becoming a public speaker. You can. Two I believe, and a half years to mastery. I believe in a there are some very, very away. good, and you just need to go on LinkedIn and look. There are some very, uh, uh, supposedly, by the looks of it, very good courses and people who run sessions on how to accelerate being a great public speaker, how to how mm-hmm. to speak, how to lose your fear of public speaking. There's a whole range of the stuff. The irony was not lost that you couldn't say the word speaker. Speak then. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So, so I'm, I'm conscious of the R1 listener's time. And ours. Are we attempting to get all the way to the bullseye itself today, Mark? Or is there uh, some very judicious no, editing coming down no, the track? No, you don't get to the bullseye yet. What you do is you have, yeah, if we were to jump forward four to six weeks, if this was live, which is the premise of all of this, the kind of caveat, if you like, with this podcast is that Dave isn't yet doing all these things live. We're, we're helping him set up to run his business. Incredible food for launch thought. Launch his business. So... Um, you would be running those experiments with your top three for four, six, eight weeks, and you and I would be getting back together to say what's working, what's comfortable. Did you uh, discover along the way that one of those three particular approaches wasn't actually that great mm. for you? It didn't work. In which case, bring in one of the other ones from the top six. So bring something else into the fold and just keep refining. So we no, we're not, to answer your question, we're not at the, I'm going to put all my money on LinkedIn and do nothing else. But ideally... If you can find the one thing that gets you lots of traction, gets you lots of uh, profile building uh, um, uh, notoriety in a good way, then yeah, if you can ultimately get to one thing that you constantly work hard at, and that's the thing that um, brings you in new business inquiries, then yeah, that's going to be your goal. Well, I've got three things off the back of your introduction to the bullseye framework that I'm going to be working very hard on for the next few months. Awesome. Months, First weeks. Is, well, it's an ongoing thing. Okay. As I mentioned, yeah. I always You're play the fine. long game. Okay. I'm the tortoise, not the hare. So what, what What will yours be? So the first one is to get my website in order. Okay. Is that I have a, a great many things to explain to anyone who frequents my website. We're going to talk about a very exciting direction for the business and the website that alludes to the pricing model, which is neatly coming up in the next episode, which is a beautiful thing. So website is number one priority to get to articulate my value proposition, which we've also talked about Uh in a previous episode on the website. Get that should also be on LinkedIn, but that's a separate... Don't don't just lock it away on the website. I've recently changed my LinkedIn headline to writer with a link, obviously, to my word and mouth company page and the website that's cool it's it's a moving feast yeah that's good number one is that number two is some live webinars which will explain to people how using the power of the written word as pixels or on paper Mm -hmm. they can change their business for the better so i've got a couple of hashtags in mind that i'm going to use to make things a little bit more consistent one's based on writing and one's based on rewriting because if you might want to create something from scratch or you might want to update or improve what you've already got cool two different strands yeah yeah. and the third one is some live workshops maybe with small organizations happy to provide them at this stage for free Mm -hmm. because what i want is some video production i want some video showing me in action, the proof, helping, helping people transform their businesses and ultimately yep. their dogs' lives. So three things yep. there that are going to be, if you like, but and, and obviously the wrapper for this is my OKRs. So I'm yes. going to have an organisational 
objective and key results. Which we talked about previously. Focused yeah. on that. Speaks Real. very nicely to your bullseye framework. Yeah. So I feel like we're kind of back on track now, and it's well, it's ninety percent thanks to you, Mark. We are ten percent thanks to Archie's to, for a vanilla I'm milkshake. Gonna, I'm not going to pop the bubble there for you or burst the balloon. Oh, please do. No, but what you've described with enthusiasm is awesome because that's your your feeling, your gut feeling for the three approaches you're mm. going to take, as you've just outlined. But I would still um, caution that you would still look at the whole bullseye diagram look yes. at all the options on the channels and think am i not considering something that really could work well for me that is out yes. there i've just never considered it because i don't see it as me so what i'm saying is i'm not disagreeing with you because you, you have been thinking a lot actually over the last few weeks about or probably longer how you're going to launch this this business but i wouldn't just jump straight into those three and go hell for leather without at least taking a bit of time to pull out and look at the wider circle to mm. think there's something over there in the corner uh, i'm going to make this up it might be something around good thunks mark yeah good thunks it might be something um around um writing for others so writing articles for e-consultancy or smart insights i'm going to keep mentioning those two but you know whoever it might be something that you do some stuff for um the cim so whatever it is i'm not saying there is anything else but you should at least consider other options before you go all in on your three but yeah that's cool that you've done that it's a start Um, mark that's the bullseye all we can do that's the approach it's basically don't just keep well don't do nothing but just don't keep jumping around trying all sorts of stuff out as an agency or a startup and then wondering why it might not be working consider everything get a plan together and then run with it there's a resource there's actually a spreadsheet you can use as part of the bullseye framework which is available on the bullseye not my website gabriel uh, weinberg's uh, uh, website but there's a link on some of the stuff that i've got so it just helps kelly consultancy Thank you. Yes. And am I right saying on Twitter you're Mark Kelly 33? 333. Oh, an extra three. Yes, an extra three. I'm not. It's a lot of threesomes. I, get, I do get some stray tweets, but I am not Mark Kelly the, the astronaut. astronaut or senator or running for president, all that good stuff. I get I get a mixed bag. I, I get some, uh, hey, go you. And I also get the, what the hell are you doing? Keep away from our gun laws. So one um, thing you'll know about Mark, polite. he hates a microphone. I absolutely wonderful and I always point people back to the astronaut because you know got to be helpful the blue dot wonderful Mark thank you that's episode thank you, 5 coming up in episode 6 we're going to be talking about masticating the moolah which in Gosh, English is we? chewing <laughs> the fat over the money that you're going to make it's all about the, the money, most important thing of all okay cheers Dave thank Bye. you thanks everyone thanks for listening to Agency Thinking your guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organisation. Agency thinking is the work of business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help your organisation thrive, email mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333.